0: Welcome to The Devil's Made Us Do It, a podcast about all things geek. I am Jolene. You can find me on Twitter at Lady JoLan.
1: I am Kirsten. You can find me at Kirsten B. Karen.
0: And today we're very excited and thankful to have our guest. He's an actor. He's been in theater most recently uh, Marley he's been on TV he was battling Jack in Daredevil writer producer I hear he's a stunt coordinator um, and he'll be in the upcoming show Land of the Outlaws which hopefully he'll tell us more about Um, we're really happy to have him so welcome to John Patrick Hayden and you can find him on Twitter at JPHayden1. Welcome John.
2: Hey thank you Kirsten Dillon. Hi 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 (laughs)
1: I know. I know. <laughs> Yay. I'm trying really hard to not freak out right now. Exactly, exactly. We are both very excited that you're here.
2: Oh, thanks so, so much. No, there's some no, fangirling
1: no. that is happening.
2: Okay. Oh, Fair and, enough.
1: you know, I
0: want to <laughs> jump right into Daredevil because the episode two just left me a mess. But, um, you know, I'd really like to start with you telling us just how you got into acting.
2: Um, I, uh, youngest of, uh, youngest of uh, five boys, I had to find some way to kind of stick out. Oh, uh, wow. I think it was just a house of, uh, uh, basically smart asses. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and that's how it kind of started. And, uh, yeah, I've always been kind of drawn to, you know, making people laugh, want to stick out, that, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, in high school is, uh, when it really, uh, took off and started doing shows there. Had a great, just phenomenal high school drama teacher, uh, Ms. Zell, and, uh, she, Oh, man, that was awesome. And uh, she kind of coached me right into a lot of great productions, a lot of lot of great shows in high school, tons of shows. Then I went to Florida State University oh. uh, for uh, acting. I stayed in Florida for that and uh, completed my degree there and then uh, yeah, jumped out and um, so it's I guess I've been uh, always a always always a bit of a smart ass, but then the training kind of helped.
1: So <laughs> honed your skills of smart assery a bit
2: yeah that's right that's good that's a good
1: thing well that's cool so in you mentioned your high school productions what was like your favorite one what's one that stands out like oh that was the best ever that's a
2: good question um wow (laughs) you know the thing is well okay right off the bat for me the one would be uh the first one that I got into would stand out because being the first and Hmm. being a freshman somebody got I was desperately trying to get on the uh, the varsity basketball team uh, oh. with all of my might. And um, I uh, I landed a position. I wasn't cut from the team. I wasn't cut uh, from the team. But the coach said, uh, hey, uh, you're on the team, but we'd love for you to just, like, help out with the towels and the balls. Oh, oh, nice. Because that's <laughs> well,
1: what you wanted.
2: Yeah, that was my dream. Towels and, and balls is yeah, the dream yeah, of yeah, all. Yeah. But uh, I think he wanted to... You know, he was being sweet in his way of like trying to still include me. But I was kind of heartbroken over that. Uh, I was a little bit of a short freshman. And um, anyway, uh, on the way home, the drama teacher, uh, Ms. Zell, uh, just happened to be outside. And literally, as I was walking to the activities bus, remember that bus? Uh, I was walking to the activities (laughs) bus and uh, she said, hey, we just had a student who is uh, moving away and we need to fill the role of, uh, Samuel Savage and the Curious Savage. Oh. And, uh, I was like, you know, I had taken some drama classes with her and she was like, I think you could just go for it. And I just kind of stepped in and it was really amazing. It was unbelievable. I, uh, they were all like seniors and juniors and just to sort of, I don't know, I just really, I really got bit by that, by that oh, bug. Yeah. You know, it was really cool how that worked out. And, um, so the Curious Savage that for that one, just for that reason, oh, okay. kind of getting my start and kind of finding my place. And, um, And then, wow. Um, Then I'd have to say, um, we did a a production of uh, Dracula, my senior year. Nice. And that for many reasons. And and again, Ms. Zell showed up and did this cross-hatching of scripts. So instead of six characters, she used two different versions of the story. So, you know, more seniors got to be in it. And uh, so it's sort of like a big... You know, it's our last show with seniors, and it was an awesome mm-hmm. show to do, and the set was amazing, and we all going for it, and you know, uh, it was really, it was really great, really, really fond memories of of that time and those people, and still would kill to like do a big reunion show with all those people. It was really, really, that uh, was a special place to kind of get a start. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. What role That's, did you have in Dracula?
2: I played Dracula in that.
1: You did oh, wow. not. <gasps> Your cool points are just going up so fast. <laughs> yeah, you have
2: no, no idea. That, I mean, yeah, it was cool to play, but I was uh, seven. I was 17 at the time. I think I probably had a farmer's tan. Wow. And, oh, good. Uh, I mean, <laughs> talking like you know, it's like it's 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 bold in all its boldness. And it you know, we we did the we were out there. So that's the best part, almost, of that high school theater. Or when you're younger, mm-hmm. doing theater is that complete utter commitment and sort of loss to the story, just going for it. Yeah. And uh that's the best part. But you know, you know, I'm sure like anything, you look back at your earlier stuff or even stuff you've just done and you're going, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) But we had a great relate and uh this guy Johnny Pettigrew, who uh builds sets for other colleges, would come in and do our sets. So we got a chance to build the set ourselves and put the show together ourselves. And uh it was just a really that was just a really special production for for many reasons getting to hang out with all the seniors yeah, uh, yeah. all that stuff and I got and I got fitted for some fangs which was wow. really cool that
1: yeah. is cool
2: yeah it was fun the dentist the local dentist in town <laughs> for a uh for an ad in the school program offered to uh you know how they make little moldings when you get braces uh-huh. uh, they did that and they like made some uh they made some teeth they made some cool teeth so uh,
1: custom fangs yeah yeah
2: yeah that's and pretty I got, sweet yeah especially I got to drop through a. It was like a second floor drop, and I had to go through this tiny little hole in the Ooh. stage, and drop on mattresses, and oh, uh, <laughs> it had like a lot. There's there was explosions and stuff, so it was like a real sort of cool, you know. It was just cool. It was it had the, a lot of production values that made it sort of uh, dangerous, which I've always been kind of drawn to, a little stunt stunt stuff in work. Yeah. You know? So yeah, so those are my two, Curious Savage and and Dracula, with a lot of a lot of other fun, like really fun experiences too around there.
1: That's really cool. Do you still keep in touch with any of your your buddies from high school or the the drama teacher?
2: Uh, Ms. L uh passed away about I'd oh. say nine years ago. Uh, or yeah, almost ten years ago now. Uh, but she's definitely still with me in my work and pretty much everything I do. So she's always there. And That's uh, awesome. as far as um yeah those teachers those those high school teachers that you know it's like I it's, it's exactly like athletics. You get a good high school, mm-hmm. they really can set you on a on a certain path you know, to keep going. So uh, she was she was the real deal. And, um, and as far as friends, you know, Facebook's been great for that, as far as keeping up with each other's, for everyone, you know. So I, I get to see what they're up to. I have friends who have gone on to now teach high school uh, in Florida for drama, um, wow. friends that have their own production companies. And we all just kind of keep track of each other and also keep each other in check. I think there was a, a throwback Thursday about a month ago where a friend posted a picture of me you know, in like tights and a jester costume and all <laughs> more, you know, and you just sort of go, Oh God, you know, but it's just great because it's, it's always important to, uh, you know, definitely was like, Oh God, why'd you do this? But also, uh, <laughs> it's good too, in a way we'll to just keep, just keep you humble. Also keep remember that how much fun you had doing it in the beginning, yeah. you know, yeah. just how much fun, uh, how much fun it all was. So yeah, yeah. We, we keep in contact. Um, I wish it was a little bit more contact, but now, With uh, everyone, families, kids, all that kind of stuff, but be good. I'm still down. I'm still down for a big reunion show of something. I think that would just be a blast. You
1: should do it. Yeah. Start Start writing it right now, because you're (laughs) a writer too,
2: right? Right on. Right
0: on. So um, you went on to do more theater. Did you always know you were going to branch into TV and film, or...?
2: Um, no, my training really, um, I got a chance to go to then uh, the BFA program at Florida State with uh, uh, those great teachers George Judy, Fred Chapel, Gene McDaniel Lixon, uh, Tony Samotis. Just a lot, it was a good, t- like again, like a sports team, it was like a good era to be there. You know, um, I just, Gil Lazier was the dean at the time. It was just a good breeding ground for a lot of different types of things. And we did all kinds of things in college. We were working with all different types of playwrights. You're either working on classics or you're working on a, a David Mamet play. You're working with all different types of material. And, um, yeah, I think I I, I was never ju- – I never thought in my mind of making a distinction between theater or TV or film. It wasn't a uh, – it was just where could I get hired. Right. And right. Um, uh, the theater, theater was like the first venue that I started getting hired in. And uh, then I was just more and more and more found myself you know, doing, I just found myself leaning more and more towards, uh, television and film and sort of, it's always been sort of like following where you're most excited. And for a certain time, it was just being on stage. And then I got really excited in classics. I did a lot of tons of Shakespeare and oh. Mollier, all the check, all these things. And I was just really drawn to the challenge of this. Uh, I just, you know, come on the beauty of that, but it just, it's just mm-hmm. amazing working with that language. And it was just, it was just amazing. And then, uh, and it still is. And um, I guess that's the thing. And then uh, when, when TV and film would come up, I'd really, really enjoy it. I just started getting more into the different type of focus it took to do television and film and the different just the different types of tools you need as an actor to do that. So um, I started getting drawn towards that. And it's been really great.
1: You're a real a renaissance, renaissance man. man.
2: I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just <laughs> I, I, I'm going to like, go with yes. That's uh, yeah, all right. That's a real poetic way of putting it. I think it's just more like, uh, like with all of us, it's sort of like what what's the next thing that seems kind of like really fun and kind of makes you go, oh man, what's that about? You know? Yeah. And, uh, I feel like that's where your best work lies. Anywhere, whatever you're doing. That's like, you know, as soon as you're like, oh, this is what I do and this is all I do and you're bored with it, then I don't know, it's just kind of lame. So, uh, yeah, it was real. You know, and I like in theater too. I still really like when the right production comes up, you mentioned Marley. That was great to work at Baltimore and, and do that production. And it all ties in together, you know, it all kind of helps each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, Kirsten had a question. I haven't seen this, but there was some <laughs> commercials. So we know you're not just an actor, you're <laughs> a singer. So I'm going to let
1: her. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I was just kind of viewing some of your work. I mean, very familiar with daredevil because i was yeah. a little obsessed with it and we'll we'll talk about that in a minute because i have some feels Me that i need to discuss with you um i ran across a commercial for mohegan sun which is a casino in connecticut i uh, you were singing and dancing it That's looked right. like you were having a great time
2: i was, were that was you? A, you know it's that was a that was a blast um
1: it looked fun. I mean, and I've been to Mohegan Sun.
2: And so you know that, that's all they do there. That's, that's all, all they do. do. You just come in and they get you to your new song and then everyone breaks out in song and dance. It's just...
1: You give me my like, vodka, singing and dancing will ensue. I, I used to be one a... one
2: musical <laughs> number after another. That's right.
1: That's it. Everyone go to Mohegan Sun.
2: All right. Here's the cool thing. You're, you're going to like this. Um, we, like, yeah, I mean, as an actor, basically you're doing what you need to do to... Right. To pay rent, and um, and uh, so it's surprising, you know, to to do that stuff. But yeah, of course, we got in there, and it was it was a, right from the get go. It was a blast. Um, the audition was amazing, and I'm am I'm, I'm really trying to remember the director's name. I think it's Julie, and I'm blanking, which isn't much help. But this is a few years ago. So, uh, but here's the deal. That commercial is based off a show called uh, Blackpool. Do you know this show?
1: I do not know this show. All right.
2: This is what's cool about this. All right, so. We did this Mohegan Sun thing, but they brought in the director and producer of Blackpool, which is, a, I believe, a BBC show. Oh. And forgive me if I'm a but I believe it's a BBC show, but I don't know where it's filmed. And the idea is that this guy – the whole thing of the show is that it's this guy that works in what we would like um, – you know how Reno is like a smaller version of Vegas? Yep, yep. All right, so Blackpool is like the Reno of where they're living. And this guy's the casino boss, in big quotes, who thinks he's Mr. Big Time, um, and runs the casino and has all these adventures. But the show, at any given moment, they can break into classic rock. and And everyone sings at their own pace and dances in the way they would dance. Like, the way the choreography, however they interpret the choreography, works. And it works, it's so cool to watch it. It just sort of... It's this really, really fun show called Blackpool. You can see
0: this. Yeah, very cool.
2: So they brought over the director and producer And they tried to do a version of it in America with Hugh Jackman uh, a couple years later. It it was called Viva Las Vegas or something. And it ran for like half a second. It was singing and dancing. But uh, it was whatever. But the Blackpool, the original, is awesome. So she brought over that idea and said, what if we just have people in the casinos sing like this? We're like, we'll teach them the dance moves but then they just do them any way they kind of feel it. Like there's no like proper choreography. It's just dance to feel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like here's the move, try to do the move in your way, but mainly just sort of, you know, groove it. And, uh, it was great. We had a, we had a blast. We just had, uh, it was a blast. Yeah.
1: That is awesome. I I was a teller in Rhode Island for a long time. And anytime one of our branches got robbed, (laughs) The first place they would go check was Mohegan Sun. And almost every (laughs) single time they would catch the robber there.
2: I wish that that'd be such a better commercial.
1: I'm like, where's the robber? What's his (laughs) son? (laughs) So yeah, Mohegan Sun has some fun memories for me there because I'm like, oh, yeah, it was cool to go there. Right. And also robbers hang yeah. out there.
2: So when you see that commercial, you're just picturing that the people <laughs> in it are all the people that just robbed somewhere.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I thought about you. I yeah. I'm like, yeah, he just more, robbed my branch.
2: That makes a lot more sense that we're all like, you know, singing and dancing and laughing that we just robbed somewhere. and not with <laughs> yeah, like,
1: Someone else's money.
2: I like best way to do it. That, that really, I think that supports the singing and dancing more than anything I've heard.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> that that sounds so fun. You've had so many cool experiences.
2: Yeah, it's been yeah, really fun. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. all different, all different kinds of things and different. I get to work. With, yeah, just really, really cool people and get to try out a lot of different stuff. It's it's a blast. Right.
1: On. You seem kind of busy right now. Lots of stuff going on for you. Yeah.
2: Uh yeah. It, um. It's yeah. It's been good. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a. It's been a good start. I just uh. Yeah. Grateful for it. Yeah. And mo- mostly too. it's just like the weather just broke here in New York for the day. So we're sitting on a nice. Nice, pretty sunny day, which I'm definitely in the mood for. I'll tell you that
0: nice, no more winter, <laughs>
2: yeah, I know I know it's like way too early to want the summer, but I just cannot wait.
0: Oh, you're not alone. there's so many posts that <laughs> people leave in the winter behind, <laughs> they're headed to know. Mexico or Hawaii.
2: <laughs> I, know, I know I know um.
0: So. So anyway, before we are on a little schedule, um, which we totally understand, let's talk Daredevil. Um, Like Kirsten says, we both got huge (laughs) feels. Um, Episode two left me in absolute shatters and tears. But let's talk about the process of you getting the part as Jack Murdoch.
2: All right.
0: Um, How how did you come about auditioning for it? How did you get the role?
2: Um, I got... Called in with uh, Best Fan Pfeiffer um, and uh, the, well the the casting uh, for Netflix and the the sides that I was given were for a dad uh, talking to a son, but it was baseball,
0: ah.
2: and it was sort of the dad uh, the dad was dealing with a son who was uh, going through something at the time and they were sort of remembering. This one baseball game, and the son teases him, and he teases back. And they, in the room, they use this one, this two pages of uh, this dad son scene, to uh to do what they needed to do. Like whether it was like, hey, can the dad be like from you know maybe New York? And they just started sneaking in these elements that were that. that but the, that was the basis, a father son relationship, and uh, involving uh, some type of athletic uh, thing. So that was that's all I knew. Uh, going in but however when i walked in the room Bess is just amazing um uh just a wonderful casting director and we were sitting there and she was like they want to see if you can uh if you can box and i said okay so i just started i just stood up and just started boxing the camera and uh and uh they were like okay and that that was like that's interesting for a baseball scene and uh (laughs) And, but you're just sort of like, you know, you're in that room going like, sure. Yeah, well, you know, absolutely. And uh, so that's, that's kind of all I knew. That's it. Baseball, dad, son, and that they wanted to see if I could box a little. And uh, that was it. I went in one time, and and uh, then I got uh, – I left my cell phone um, at home on Saturday. And uh, actually was working on the, the, the film I'm doing, The Shadow Boxing, um, uh, which is a film I'm doing with my buddy. We were in the middle of uh, some edits, and so I was over at his house <clears throat> on a Saturday – came home to about nine voicemails from my agent saying, where the hell are you? Wow. And, uh, and that's, that was it. He called and said, Hey, they want, you know, they want you to um, play uh daredevil's dad. And I said, what is, I don't remember going in for this. And that's when it was all kind of uncovered. It was, ah. it was amazing. It was just like, it was really, really fun, really fun call.
0: Marvel keeps such a tight ship. We hear it over and over again, you know, that people didn't know that was what they were auditioning for. I find oh, that really yeah. intriguing.
2: Yep. 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 It was just all, even the name of the project. And even when we, it was fun, even, I mean, I think they do this for a lot of stuff, but they might do this for a lot of different things. But when, when we were on set, people would stop by and go, what is this? And mm. the running, what well, we always said, which was fun. We said, we're shooting a mayonnaise commercial. <laughs> <And> I, was, <laughs> I picked that up from one of the, it was just a cool, cool crew. And I would just walk by and this guy was like, I'm like, I'm walking, I'm walking on a street and I have like a gunshot wound that they did, uh, with all this makeup. So half of my face is like, you know, a foot blown up with blood pouring out of it. And I have this like towel over my head, just trying to get back to the trailer to grab, you know, a quick break and then to go back to set. And on the way back and forward, someone's like guiding me like a, like a dog, you know? Um, cause I didn't want to walk around New York city with a face. I mean, it, the makeup is phenomenal. You know, the spe- the special effects and makeup guy was phenomenal. And, uh, so anyway, this guy's leading me, and They're like, what's this guy? What's he doing? What's he doing? They're like mayonnaise commercial. <laughs> 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 and I would like, the mayonnaise commercial, the guy gets shot in the face. You know? it's,
1: it's intense, intense mayonnaise.
2: You, yeah, 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 yeah. Anything, anything you want before you die, yeah, man. man. Hellman's. Hellman's mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, so uh, so that was fun. Yeah, that was a fun. They really keep a tight, tight lid on it. So tight, in fact, that I had friends in the show that I didn't even know were in the show, or that. I didn't know until the, uh, to the, uh, the party until the wrap party for the season. And then I walked in and I was uh, a buddy of mine. That's in shadow boxing, Rob Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, amazing, amazing actor. And we're both in the film together as well as daredevil. I had no, I, I walked up to the bar and turned and there he was. And it's like, what do you do? And he's like, Oh man, I'm, 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 I, I tried to kill daredevil. He's like, what did you do? And I was like, I, I raised him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: we just had this like moment. Like, are you kidding me? You know, it was just that's really
1: crazy. That was, was really a great
2: fun. conversation. That's, that's, yeah, it was really funny at the, at the bar, just being like, cool, man. Cool. So, uh, and for uh, those, yeah.
0: For those listening, Rob Morgan was Turk, which is just phenomenal. He did a great yeah. job. Um, so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rob
2: Morgan's the man. Absolutely. Shout out to
0: Rob, for sure. Um, so were you a Daredevil fan prior to being Jack, or was this a new character for you?
2: This was a new character. This was a really amazing this was great. Like, I don't know. It's the, I'm not just saying this. Like the blessing is if you sat down and said like, Hey, what's an interesting story and what's an interesting, like I could consider it like a sub story or like a story builder, you know, the background stories. Yeah. Yes. Um, this one, I'm like, yeah, I like this because it, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, when it first came out, the fact that it was a single father taking care yes. of his kid was a big deal. Um, uh, the, uh, not a big deal, but like a new idea. Um, the boxer that trades in, uh, pride for paying the rent, the whole, Mm -hmm. the general feel of it was just so, man, I just really responded to it. So, uh, it was great to sit down and be like, oh, this is phenomenal. And then to do the research on it and just to do enough that was, you know, fun and exciting and not so much that I, I kind of had to, I made a choice to shy away from the Marvel universe only because I just really wanted to just play this dad with his son, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after I was done, to then look at it and go, oh, this is this is wow. Because to represent to represent everything it had done before then would have been, like, kind of massive, you know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. It's better just to walk in and be like, yep, you know, son, this happens, paying the rent, he has an accident, trying to take care of him. And then the research on it's been really cool. It's had a really phenomenal history from its original debut and then when Miller took it over. And mm-hmm. uh, just the whole path of that has just been really good. Now, the one and I'm not just here to poke fun at it, but the, the, the main relationship I had to Daredevil b- before the role was the uh, Ben Affleck film, uh. Uh, <laughs> which which, you know, it, it, you know, it was, it was, and, it, and, and that's fine. But that was I didn't really tune in. But I think I believe was it Josh Brolin that played Battling Jack? Um, I
1: think it was.
0: Right. That sounds
2: right. I, don't I know.
1: yeah
0: I I saw it once I can't say that I remember.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it was just yeah. nice. This was I I like the way that this story really took away like the um you know, solid as oak never feels anything kind of like the generic dad kind of feel. It was yeah. it, it, it felt yeah. much more like a single dad trying to make it. And, and uh, that, 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 that that that's all the the creators of the show just mm-hmm. really every aspect of the show they really saturated with humanity with Mm -hmm. what I think that's what everyone responded to. It was like, yes, thank you for taking this seriously, you know? And that's, that is just, wow. And like, uh, Philip the director was just a phenom on set for that. The Goddard was amazing. Um, and Steven tonight, I mean, this, Mm -hmm. just everyone was just on point constantly fighting for the, Mm -hmm. the humanity of these people and what would their apartment really be? And let's not just, generically approach this or anything. Let's really dig in. And, uh, and I think that just led to more fun, you know, more fun for everybody. I mean, those and the fights, Philip Serva doing the fights. Oh, my God. Uh, just beautiful. I got a chance to uh, work with him on a boxing. Uh, we were supposed to do this big boxing match with Battle and Jack. And uh, not, 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 not the final one, just like him in the ring. And there's a little bit of it. But the point is I got a chance to spend about six hours with Philip uh, rehearsing the fight and he is a very talented cat. Um, yeah. and, uh, I think, I think he got nominated or won an award even for like fights or.
0: They were or nominated for a SAG award, mm-hmm. um, the stunt team for Daredevil, which was phenomenal. We got to talk to Chris Brewster, which was great, um, as well. Yeah. So yeah. And Philip is a huge talent. I mean, yeah,
2: right. I can't yeah. say enough. I got six hours with him and we never did the fight, but I'm very grateful for that. It was just, that was just a really cool day to go in there and do a whole boxing match with him.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think you're right. I think they did a great job at keeping the humanity there. I know on many levels, you know, I was a little skeptical going into it, thinking, what are they going to do here? Um, And you nailed it as the dad, like I said, that episode, too. And you and Skylar have this amazing chemistry. um, And it's nice to be drawn in in a way that you can understand or relate or, you know, people who are single parents or, you know, people who have to make those choices. So, yeah, it's a huge part of that Daredevil
1: season. Um, for sure. So definitely that uh, your, your role in that struck me, it, it kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. I'm a single parent. So, Oh, wow. Um, I, I, I don't have to like box and throw games <laughs> and shit to like put bread on the table. But like that, what got to me with your portrayal with that and I, I was just blindsided cause I wasn't expecting to feel so much mm-hmm. with, with that role or the series or anything, but just the, like, I could see it, like, I'm I'm watching you as this single dad, and I could see it, like, in your face and in your eyes, just, like, that weight of, I have this awesome kid, and I want the best for my kid. How the hell do I do this? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's what you were going for, but like that's, that's like I got that and it just like, oh, grabbed me right by the heart. And I was like, yes, yes, that is what it is to be a single parent for a lot of us. That right there. I'm wow. going to get all emotional just talking about it. Um, well, how
2: do you, is it a, would you have a boy or a girl?
1: I have a little girl. She's almost oh, nine.
2: Almost nine. Oh, uh, that's a great age. <laughs> What's yep. her name?
1: Her name is Willow.
2: Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. Hello. Oh, that's willing.
1: great. Wow. Yeah, no, she's awesome and I, I wouldn't change anything, but it's definitely hard. Yeah.
2: I um I you know yeah. what, and that's you know, I uh I was I was uh mainly mainly raised uh by my father. Uh so uh ah. so I sort of really got a chance I don't know, it was it was really nice. It was it was there's a feeling there from being the son, but I've yet to have that responsibility, but I'll I have I mean utmost respect I mean to play to play the character to work with Skyler, and what a phenomenal actor he is mm-hmm. he really is just uh just he's just awesome we, and we had a great time too that's the other thing we just you know in between takes we just I just really liked him so much and uh so we got a chance to hang out and uh and do that which is great for like a couple of takes but like the you know you're the one you're the one really doing it there and uh so uh <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, that that was something that it let you relate and feel and, and oh, paid, yeah, a, yeah. paid a bit of respect for, for the ones really doing it.
1: Yeah. yeah, it got to me.
0: You did a great job.
2: <laughs> so. Oh, Thanks.
0: such yeah. a good job that I don't think I can even think of Jack without thinking of you being him. Um,
1: That's absolutely true.
0: The message through Daredevil. It's interesting. You were in only the two episodes, but, you know, the way that story was built, you certainly remember jack as matt's Mm -hmm. going through his stuff and to me that's pretty incredible um to have that kind of mark and to know that that's where the comic was anyway was that his dad was such a huge part of who he was so yeah well thanks for
2: that That i (laughs) mean thank you very much that that means a whole that means a whole hell of a lot appreciate it
0: yeah so are you the good work (laughs) <laughs> keep doing what you're doing because it's awesome. Well, and I guess I want to fit this in before you have to run. Um shadow boxing for sure, is it available to everybody to watch? I know you were in the New York City Independent Film Festival, your tickets sold out, that kind of thing, but um,
2: yeah, well we're you know, we did the New York Independent Film Festival and we did some others. And that the film is about we're, we're really working on a new cut of it because we got some great feedback we want to put in more story we just heard that people want to, and we have it so we're it's exciting we're actually popping out a brand new 15 minute version um and when it's ready to go i think we're going to just upload it right to our website which is shadowboxingfilm.com okay um okay. that you can check it out on so cool. we're i think within a week ready to pop it up there and uh that's going to be that's going to be very exciting we're very very excited about that one and uh, Joshua Durham is the director of that and Joshua is just phenomenal. Uh, he's working on a number of projects right now, but uh, he's with breath films. And, um, it was just, that was just, just awesome to do that. So yeah, you're going to be able to see that bad boy at shadow boxing film, um, when it's ready to go. And, um, we're just, we're just thrilled. It just, it's just getting more and more fun as we keep looking at it and, uh, had a blast at the New York independent film festival with it as well. But, uh, Yeah, we just want to make it more accessible, so we're just going to probably throw it right up there on the website.
0: Cool. And people should know you were writer, producer, and stunt coordinator on that one. Yes. So
2: that's... that's I I don't think I had to do all that at once. No. So (laughs) (laughs) So that's where that pays off. But, you know, there was a lot of, I mean, uh, yeah, it was a story that I originated, and then when I brought it to uh, Joshua Durham, um, the director, we sat down and he made it kind of ready for the the screen. And then we started co-writing it. And, uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, I, I, with the, the boxing, I, with the boxing training I had and just going in there, it was helpful to, to kind of go in there and, and use some of those skills. And, uh, Roger Casey, who's a guy that I fight at the end of the, it was uh, also a boxer. So it was, a uh, that film definitely was a true testament to putting something out there. Um, that's kind of that you want to do, that you believe in. You don't know if it's going to work, but you're just sort of going for it. And then artist after artist, uh, worker after worker would show up and bring what they had and it would just elevate the project. So like, here you are writing the story about this guy uh, who can't face his own demons. And and because of that, he can't really punch back uh, in the ring or really, or or in life. And then you write this trainer role and you're like, okay, and then there's this trainer. But then when Rob Morgan shows up as the trainer, that's going to elevate your story, you know? Yeah, so yeah. all of a sudden, Rob Morgan's doing his thing and uh, with Joshua coming in doing it. And so it was a great example of what it's like to invite other artists in. And when you let those artists in, it just goes, it's just, it was just very humbling. It was really cool. You know, that project really belongs to, um, to the people that were like involved and made it because just everyone, everyone just kept showing up and helping out. It was awesome. Oh,
1: that's, I'm excited I, to see it.
2: Yeah, good. Cool. Yeah,
0: right on. Yay. Yeah, and those are the best times when things fall together like that. Like there's some sort of magic or something. Um, That's And what a right. good feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing, and I'm really excited about this, and I tweeted the land of the outlaws to find out when the start date is, but this to me looked very cool. I've seen pictures of you in it. Um, you play Curtis Ames, is that it? And it's a post apocalyptic kind Sci-fi, of Western, Western... <laughs> so... something awesome is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm sitting here because they said, Oh, a teaser is going to come out and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm not seeing it. So what can you tell us about this? <laughs> uh
2: It was, yeah. Land of the Outlaws. It's good. It's, it definitely, it was, a, it was amazing to, to be part of that. Um It's uh Michael Dalt uh, tiptoe productions. Uh They basically approached me and said, Hey, look, this is, Unforgiven meets Mad Max. And mm. I said, I'm uh you just uh, uh you know, let's go, let's start making it. Yeah, so i in <laughs> So they're dealing with it. it's a really ingenious idea. Uh and Michael Michael Dahl, as well as being the producer, is also the uh the writer on the project. And it the project actually has the legs to have a, a Game of Thrones kind of feel. Wow. Um so when you're meeting characters in this first season, oh no, no, uh basically when you're meeting these characters it's nice to know that it's not just like, like he's written enough to like follow this guy. You know what I mean? Like the game, it, it it can web into a whole story of how this all turns out. And I just think it's so exciting because the premise is we're now in a time where technology uh, started uh, hurting us. So we've banished technology. Oh, and wow. it's this, it's a really, I think it's a really interesting idea for this particular time. Um, as a people, you know, when, when we're sort of so intertwined with technology and it's moving at such a pace, I think there is a question in the back of, I know for my mind being like, when's enough enough, or is this, yeah. is yeah. there like an end game? Or maybe we just all grew up so much with those like, uh, you know, Terminator and stuff that we're like, <laughs> this kind of feels like one day the robots are going to own us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but this kind of takes that question for real. Like, what if we had, what would we do if it was, uh, uh we had to toss out technology and, uh, the only uh, law in town was an old law, like a law that we had to go dig up that was much harsher, uh, much more brutal, and uh, a lot more unforgiving. And Curtis Ames represents uh, sort of the, the figurehead of that of that law, law force. So, uh, so there's a battle between these parts of town, and Curtis is caught in the middle, and um, it was just a blast. Jeffrey Morgan is the uh, director on that, and um, it's no small thing to sit down. Uh, as a director and someone hands you a universe, you know, now Mm -hmm. with daredevil, it's wonderful because there's a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, an outline there uh, Mm -hmm. that, you know, or a reference point or like, or even a reference point saying, Hey, we don't want to do it like this to sit down and have this brand new universe to go, okay, let's start making this thing. Uh, It was a really exciting, really, really fun, fun, fun project. And, you know, we had uh, the the car chases in it. uh, We got a lot of, a lot of big guns firing and uh, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, Michael, we we just finished up some ADR on it, and I know they're they're uh, they're whipping it right up into shape. So you know, as soon as you know, I think I will know uh, about when we can uh, when we can see this bad boy uh, surface.
0: Okay, so we're not missing anything. That's good. <laughs>
2: No, not at all. I mean, I, I mean, this is something that I think that they're sitting on and uh, really waiting for the right moment to kind of uh, to let out and, and sort of uh, and let people become fans, you know.
0: Nice. All okay. right. So um, we know we're close to that end. We do usually play a game of Would you rather. Do you have a minute to just finish up that with us?
2: Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> play the game. Yeah, I love that.
0: <laughs> well, I. I don't know. Sometimes we have two. Kirsten, did you have one? Uh, no. I'm I'm claiming hangover rights today. <laughs> all you, all you. <laughs> now we've touched on this. I kind of wanted to tie it into the land of outlaws. But would you rather have prohibition on alcohol or the technology? That was sort of where I went with this one.
2: Would I rather have prohibition on alcohol or technology?
0: Yeah, if you had to pick one.
2: I would go I'd go prohibition technology. And why? Uh I believe we'll figure out some way to still communicate, but as far as I can see, people need to have that, you know, five o'clock hanging out. <laughs> I think one builds interaction and one kind of erases it. True.
0: Very good answer. Very good answer. Kirsten.
2: Did I was that a right do I get like a ding or anything?
0: Uh, you know, There's no we need to right sound effect. We do.
2: All right, you can, you can fake it. Go for it. <laughs> ding! <laughs> All right, good. Here you go. I got a ding. Here you
1: go. I, uh, <clears throat> despite the hangover that I'm nursing right now, I am, I would rather have prohibition on technology because <laughs> I want to do this again. This, uh, thing that is causing my headache today, that's going to happen again. And I like it. So don't, <laughs> don't take away my vodka. <laughs>
2: So you're going you're going no technology as well? I'm
1: going no, I'm going no techno I have kind of a love hate relationship with technology anyway. Yeah, everyone
2: does. Everyone does. Yeah. It's the weirdest little thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, on the
1: one hand, we get cool like this. That's right. You right. Know? But on the other hand, I sometimes I feel like it's constantly like, ooh, just all up on me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I can put down a drink and walk away and I'm fine. Right. But right. I, I have a hard time putting my phone down and I hate that. I hey, know.
2: I'm telling you, I, you know, I, I'm with you. I'm completely with, maybe eventually we'll get to tech. Maybe technology will turn more into drinking. So it's more like, um, instead of like uh fat Tuesday, it'll be like technology Tuesday. And just on Tuesdays, <laughs> Just on Tuesdays. Does everyone Facebook?
0: That's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah, we can market. That. Uh,
2: Let's yeah. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to happen.
1: Joanne,
0: what about you? Oh, I, I'm with you on this one. It would have to be technology. Um, you guys have already stated most of the reasons. It's, um, you know, I, I think it takes away from a lot of our natural communication. We become very reliant on it. Yeah. So I think it would be.
2: We're all we're all completely aware of the irony that we're using technology to. Yeah, build. yeah, yeah,
0: oh, exactly. And
2: <laughs> comment, okay, nobody awesome. make that comment. We're all aware of it. <laughs> We're on, no. we're, on, we're on Skype on our computers talking <laughs> how we don't want it. Because warrant.
0: of a connection through Twitter.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but you know what? Go screw yourself, all right? This is yeah, what we're exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right.
1: Anyways, we want to see, not as we do. Right. <laughs> Uh
0: anyway, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Um oh, maybe so nice we can you guys. we can do it again once your land of the outlaws is out. Yeah. That would be really great. Um, um we love doing this and we are grateful that we have the opportunity to do it. So it was a
2: pleasure to talk to you guys. It was absolute that was a blast.
1: Great. You are awesome.
0: So you can follow um at Devils Made a Do The podcast will be up on SoundCloud and also through iTunes. Um Again, follow John on Twitter, and um, his new show is on Twitter, at Land of Outlaws. Um, so check it all out, and we hope you have a really good evening and rest of your week. Awesome. Thanks
1: for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.